Welcome to the Move With Tank podcast with your host, Dr. Michael Tancini. He is a doctor of physical therapy, owner of Ground to Overhead Physical Therapy, a strength and conditioning coach, former college athlete, four-time CrossFit regional athlete, and a national-level Olympic weightlifter. On the show, he will cover ways for active individuals and athletes, just like you, to stay healthy and improve their performance without the need of surgery, injections, and pain medication. If you ever have any questions for Dr. Tansini, which you would like answered, send over an email or message through Instagram at drtank underscore dpt. So without further ado, here's your host, Dr. Tank. Let's get going. So, hey guys, uh, this is Dr. Michael Tansini here at Grand Overhead PT, and today I have with me Betsy. Um, she owns a functional training gym uh, where they do a lot of kettlebell training down in Durham, Rapid results fitness is just off of 15501 in Durham and um we're gonna dive in uh to meet Betsy uh learn a lot about her gym today and um some of the uh ways that she's working to uh improve everyone's life in the Durham and also in the triangle and uh uh she works with people around the country and around the world so um uh if you don't know her yet, you're about to. And uh, <laughs> Bessie, how's it going today? It's going well, despite we are having uh, rainy weather this morning. Um, I think this whole stay-at-home time, we've had some really great weather, and today is not one of those days. <laughs> yeah. But it's good sleeping weather. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. Um, now, <laughs> hopefully, I think I saw on the news it's supposed to kick out at about like 2 or 3 p.m., which will be good. Yes, it'd be great. Great. Good. We did, you know, one of the things about staying at home is we've been doing um, a lot of yard work. Yes. So planting and, you know, revitalizing the yard so that the rain today actually was a, a perfect timing for that. You know, you should see the pile of mulch out in my front right now. Uh, um, have, have you ever got like free mulch from the local uh, tree companies? Well, I, I have I've helped a friend spread mulch and it was it was quite comical because the whole time we kept, you know, um, talking each other up on good form about using your lats and bracing your abs. Because <laughs> 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 uh, we had a it was it was, you know, seven feet high mound of mulch for days and we were like, we've got to get this done. Okay, brace your abs. Come on, let's do this. Yeah, anyway, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so um, uh, let's see. I'm the uh, so this this weekend I was the uh, loader and the mover, and my wife was the spreader. <laughs> um, so, nice. Yeah. Uh, so, but um, also Bessie. Well, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, no one can do a better introduction. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, so again, owner of Rapper Results Fitness um, here in Durham, North Carolina. Um, I have been in this area since college, uh, in the Triangle area. So, and I'm originally from Winston Salem. So I've, you know, North Carolina, born and bred. Um, I have had this gym. I opened the gym um, 12 years ago, and got involved with kettlebell work. 13 years ago um, and have just been amazed at how well it has served me and, and the people that I've been able to introduce it to. Um, I'm married and I have three kids. Um, they're not really kids anymore. Two of them are adults. <laughs> at least they're on their way to being um, 23, 21, and 16, all boys. Um, so that has proven to be you know, in this strong first community, we have a, um, a saying that strength has a higher purpose. It certainly does when you're raising boys. <laughs> so <laughs> I can tell you that um, it's it's been a wild ride as a parent, but um, but I have, you know, really enjoyed my time as a parent and also, you know, raising kids and handling a career and uh, it's been very fulfilling. So it's a little bit about me. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's awesome. And then uh, you also teach, correct? 
Correct. And I teach, I teach at the gym. Um, I have four other instructors alongside of me. And then I also teach, as you mentioned earlier, um, nationally for Strong First, which is a school of strength for um, kettlebells, barbell, and body weight. And um, so what I do is I teach courses, workshops, and then certifications for instructors um, all over the country um, as, as scheduled. And of course, as you can imagine, this quarter of 2020, um, we had a lot planned and we are in the midst of rescheduling a lot. So it's kind of up in the air what I'm doing next from that, from the Strong First perspective. I'm just trying to figure out um, the next reschedules. Um, I do have some courses that I've already scheduled for October. I mean, I, that was a crapshoot. I didn't know. Should I should I schedule to August? Yeah. Should I do it in June. Is June too soon? You know, so I just pushed it all back to October. So we'll see. You know, the uh, for um, those who are listening now, uh, as you guys probably know, COVID nineteen is um, well on it at the moment, and it's uh, we're gonna dive into that here in a a, a little bit later in the show. But um, yeah, it's uh kind of impacted everyone's life and uh you know uh Bessie's doing a great job as I what you'll learn here in a few minutes of uh keeping the gym involved but uh how's it uh having your kids are, are all your kids living at home right now <laughs> they are um you know it's kind of funny at first well at first you know everybody's nervous about this whole thing you know I had two in, in two different places not far, far away, but you know, hours away. And you, your first instinct goes, get them home, get them home. We need everybody home, you know, no matter what the ages are. Um, and as soon as the schools made these grand, you know, decisions that they are not having school on campus, kind of made no sense for them to stay around. However, the apartment rent still has to be paid. <laughs> so they all could, you know, the two older ones come home and the, the younger one obviously is in high school. And so he's here anyway. And, and it was, it's been strange. And it's been strange because they're doing all their school online, right? And so they're good chunks of the day. I never see them. They're in yeah. their, they're in their, their bedroom. And, you know, of course your first parenting, you know, observation is what are they doing? <laughs> you know, what are they doing their homework? <laughs> you know, and then you realize, okay, well, it doesn't matter. They're in college. It's not, it's not up to you. Just go back <laughs> and let them do what they're, you know. So it's been strange, but it's also been good to have them around. Um, I'm trying to chalk this up as, you know, this is sort of history in the making. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at it as a family moment that way too. Not that, you know, I'm, we're trying to create every day as some sort of magical day. It's just every time I think about the mundaneness of staying at home and maybe not going out, I'm like, well, who else gets to do this with their college age kids? I mean, yeah. um, I mean, I feel like I'm pretty fortunate to be able to have them here and them be able to actually want to be here some of the time anyway. <laughs> You know, they, yeah. they, have, they really dealt with the whole um, quarantine very, very well, I think. Um, they understand the seriousness of what we're trying to do with that. And, and they, are, you know, find creative ways to, to hang out. Um, you know, we've all learned Zoom. <laughs> yeah. But their, their idea, it's, it's kind of funny. I know I'm going off the deep end on this, but um, I think a lot of young people can relate to this. Maybe, you know, they're not, they've already been doing what we're doing right now. Right. So that's not really what they want to do now. What they really want to do is now go face to face. They're like, okay, I need to, I need to see somebody. Absolutely. So, so they're, you know, like my oldest one yesterday had a friend come in from Charlotte, um, North Carolina and, they met out in our driveway and went back to what I remember with them as fifth graders skateboarding. They were skateboarding into the dark hours, you know, and just hanging out. And, um, you know, I, I, I have to say that really was a great memory for me to see them do that. They're 23 and here they are doing what they used to do in fifth grade, the two of them. So 
It was, you, you know, this wouldn't have happened any other way, you know, without the whole quarantine thing. So it's kind of wild. Absolutely. You know, there's i uh, I'm a huge believer in any uh, rough, you know, I'm a situation. Uh, there's always these positives and these silver mm -hmm. that can yep. pull. And, uh, you know, like being able to spend more time with family, I, I think is what a lot of people are noticing. Like, Hey, like, uh, this is the most I've spent with my family, my kids, my wife, uh, in forever. Like I, I with this one lady and, uh, she was like, you know what? It's the first time I've been able to sit down with my kids and have dinner and I can't even, you know, really know the last time I did it. Yeah. And I uh, wish it was just awesome. Right. And, yeah. uh, so, uh, being able to keep a positive attitude and, uh, find all these cool things, uh, you know, that are actually coming out of this, that, mm -hmm. that, that hopefully like opens up people's eyes to like, man, like this is really, uh, something that I enjoy doing, um, such as going out for walks and maybe skateboarding and like, uh, getting yeah. out of the house. And, uh, you know, hopefully we're able to take a lot of these positives and keep them moving forward once the, uh, quarantine ends. No, agreed. Agreed. I think um, for me, too, it's also, uh, you know, not to dive too deep into, you know, serious side of, um, you know, the, the, the positive and the negative, but it also brought to light, you know, areas where we need to um, improve as a family, you know, in, in terms of yeah. communication skill. Um, I think for me personally, um, I don't take things as for granted as much as I probably was before. Um, I can say, and I say this like, like this, I'm sure a lot of people can identify, you know, if you're pretty independent and you're a self motivator, you just kind of come and go, right. And you do, and you do, and you do, and you've got your, you know, you've got this thing in your head of just what I'm doing now. Okay. I don't have time for that, but I'll do that later. You know, well, when everyone's at home, you, you kind of stop and go, wait, there are people here. I can't just like, I need to interact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it it switched my gears a little bit refreshingly um my, my husband right now works for amazon okay and wow so <laughs> that's interesting what's that he's got to be really busy oh yeah oh yeah and the the stress that's involved with that is paramount i have to say and the weird thing about it is um his office isn't, <laughs> his office at my, is at my kitchen table. Okay. And, it, and it's been like that for about three years now. <laughs> okay. It's really bad. It's not that we live in a shoebox. It's just the best cell reception, I guess he gets. I don't know, but he has chosen <laughs> our kitchen as his office. Um, so it has weirdly allowed all of us to be in his work life, which is kind of strange and I guess kind of a blessing um, because it gives a clear picture what goes on behind the scenes. Um, so my boys right now being, you know, college age, figuring out life, they're seeing <laughs> some things play out that aren't so great, you know, from a stress perspective. Yeah. And they're like, wow, this is what it's like. Oh God, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> And how he navigates through a lot of um, things that are like right now are not in his control. Yeah. Um, and we just have to adapt and, and go. And so he's, um, yeah, the Amazon thing's been really interesting. I, but I'm very, as soon as I say how stressful it is, I'm extremely grateful that he has that career path because um, I don't see Amazon going anywhere. No. <laughs> But that is an excellent place to be right now. Mm -hmm. Some job security for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, I, I can tell you, I hate going to the store and I order everything off of Amazon. Mm -hmm. I, you know, like Amazon boxes uh, are very good <laughs> on my porch. And yeah. uh, not, not like, not like crazy stuff, but, but like protein and like, uh, you know, like our uh, dog's dog food and mm -hmm. like, um always ordering off yeah. there yeah um yeah. well well you know that's interesting because i can tell you like my uh 
I, you know, like now that I'm older, I think I've got a better idea of like what my dad does. Mm-hmm. Like, like growing up, yeah, he's, he's in sales. And, uh, and, uh, I really had no idea what he did. He, uh, he had <laughs> office or he has the office in the upstairs of her house. And, uh, you know, like I honestly, um, had no idea what he did. I just knew that he sat up there all day long and uh, <laughs> worked. Right. Yeah. So, um, but, but that's really interesting and probably a really good thing for them to see at the moment. I think so. You know, it's, it's, I'm sure it has its ups and downs. Um, and of course, you know, <laughs> I think Charles one time on a, on a call, I was in the background, you know, trying to help with wording. I was like, no, use the word work ethic. And he finally said, okay, I have a peanut gallery in the back trying to help me with this conference <laughs> call right now. Um, everyone just take it. Let's take five minutes. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of back and forth banner in our house and um, God bless him. Um, but <laughs> it, I think it is good. I think it is good overall. Um, I think it gives, it just brings the reality to who we are as a family and who we are as individuals in our jobs and how we manage, you know, our different parts of our life. And, um, yeah. you know, I think the kids need to kind of see some of that and, and see the navigating and the picking things up where they left off or whatever the case may be. So interesting to yeah. see. Yeah, definitely. So, um, how so so let's let's talk to talk about your story all right so mm-hmm. so how how have you ended up uh owning the gym that you own and uh doing doing what you do now like, like uh yeah well i've I, I started in fitness actually in it's funny it, it started in high school it was a weird scenario uh, i won't go all the details back that far but um because because i'm old uh, but that really was my first fitness um, exposure, and it came from being in a dance squad. I was the um, choreographer for a dance squad in high school, and we had gone to this championship and had won. And another squad came up to me and said, you know, how are your girls staying in, in shape, and what are they doing? And, you know, and this was way back. Like, we, no one really talked a lot about fitness back then. And I said, oh, well, I just have put them through this little warm up and then we, you know, do this and that and whatever. And, um, and basically what it was, was, you know, I, as a dancer, that was my background. I believe in training the basics, you know, because that's the way I was taught in dance. You train the basics and then you work on the choreography. So you spend a lot of time on the basics. And that's true of a lot of gymnasts, swimming, you know, major mm-hmm. athletes. Yeah. We always train the basics, even in um, Strong First. Our workouts are, are simple, um, but we're, we're working a few key elements all the time. So I was training our squad that way, and they were, they were staying in shape. And Anyway, the dance squad that, that met us asked me if I would come train their girls during the summer. So I came home, you know, I told my mom, I said, Mom, they're going to pay me. And I have to drive three hours, and I'm going to go spend the night, and I'm going to train them you know, and what I do with my girl, our girls, my friends. And um, that's how it started. And then when I went off to college, I needed a, you know, I needed a part-time job. And I had to audition. I can't believe they used that word. Audition for uh, being an instructor at this gym that had started doing high-impact aerobics from California. It was a, it was a uh, husband and wife team. They were on the cutting edge of, you know, everything that comes out west uh, in California from the fitness industry is, you know, they're the first who've been doing it. So I was brought into the fold with that, and I've been doing fitness ever since. And that really wasn't my major in college. It, uh, I was in sales and marketing at the time. Um, but fitness never left the equation. I was always training people on the side. And it, the gym um, that I was working at here locally, uh, it's your typical, you know, box gym situation. Um, and I had been there 11 years and um, I'm a real loyal nester. It's hard to kick me out of the nest. Um, so I, they were considered my home base and I jumped around a little bit to other gyms because they'd asked me to come out and teach some of the things I was teaching there. And, 
anyway, I, I found kettlebells. I was introduced to it by another trainer here and went off to the certification and I fell in love with it so, so hard that um, when I came back from the cert October of 2007, I opened the gym and, you know, specifically specializing in kettlebell work, um, January of 2008. And um, I taught, let's see, I think we had 27 classes in a week and I taught 24 of them. <laughs> That's how much I love kettlebells. <laughs> um, but, you know, back then, if you can imagine, uh, 12 years ago, there was a lot of educating people on what a kettlebell was. So, yeah. um, you know, and I still profess this now as a fitness trainer, you know, whatever you want to call yourself, coach, trainer, instructor, you know, it, you're first and foremost a teacher, not some sort of, you know, fitness fanatic. Um, and the success comes in my gym, I think for sure comes from educating people. Yeah. That's why we're still in business. It's not because we have the new sexy, shiny move, or we have followed some fad that's come around the fitness industry. We're really teaching form and correcting things that are making huge differences in people's training whether they're doing it at home by themselves whether they're doing it with us in the gym um so yeah so i i fell into owning the gym um i had a i had a business partner at the time um but he left shortly after we opened the gym um and moved away and to be honest i was not i did not sign up to own a gym <laughs> like yeah I just want to teach um and so I, here I am and I love it and I've been so so blessed and grateful to I have had so many great instructors walk in my gym um and I say that you know so candidly because I think one, one of the things that people suffer with in small business well, or even large business, I guess, is, is finding really great instructors or employees or independent contractors, whatever they are to you, where they're dependable, they're knowledgeable, they're caring. We kind of speak the same language, you know. It's, it's so, you're, you're so fortunate when you have that in your business yeah. um, with, with people. And I have had you know, 12 going on 13 great years of that. And, and we've had different instructors. I mean, at one point I had six instructors um, and then people's lives change and, you know, move away and dynamics change. And, um, and so right now, like I said, I have four other instructors with me now and um, one's been with me the whole entire time, which is amazing. That's awesome. What's that? That's awesome. Yeah, it's just been it's been so so great. Yeah. So yeah. nice. That is that is awesome. And, and like um what you said uh, about how like you're like, oh you know, like I, I never planned on owning a gym. Um, <laughs> is actually uh I, I think a way more common story than, than like people think. Yeah, um, true. You know, you know, like like across the field, across different like, you know, like businesses because as the business owner, like you, um, it, is, it isn't like you went into like out of school and opened up the gym. Yes, I'm gonna open up a gym and that'll be my business. It, it was more for like a greater purpose. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was more for, uh, you know, you, you said, okay, I've got this idea and like the impact that I wanna have on the world. And it turns out that owning the gym and owning the, the, the business is, the best way to do that yeah mm -hmm. so so can you can you tell us a little bit about like uh what your like underlying drive is and like your why behind everything well i think it's um you know it's morphed a little bit as the years go on in the very beginning um I, well i first the full disclosure i've loved every everything i've ever taught in fitness i'm a mover and i you know, if I had more time, well, I guess I do have more time now. Um, 
no excuses. Uh, <laughs> but I do love all types of movement, whether it's you know, yoga or dance or, you know, weight training, doesn't matter. Um, but for me, I think, um, you know, when I opened the gym, I saw the efficiency of kettlebells and I felt immediately um, how it, it works with the way our bodies are designed to move. We're so integrated. And I think I knew all of that as a dancer, um, but you kind of take it for granted until you start to teach someone and they don't, they don't see the, the body the same way you do as being so integrated. And that when one muscle does one thing, another muscle does another thing. And that's a great connection. You know, they don't, they don't see that until you walk them through that. And so in the beginning, when I found the kettlebell work and was so excited to see this happen and take off, it was about teaching people how to use their body correctly. And I, that is still the underlying message and it it shows up in every single conversation i have with anyone who comes to me about fitness it doesn't matter if it's the kettlebell it doesn't matter if it's a plank position it comes up time and time again technique 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 and that is probably the biggest underlying reason why i'm driven to keep doing this um i will tell you this my husband's not here to defend himself but when I set up that business, he said, well, you know, you're probably not going to be doing this when you're 55. You, you, the gym, I mean. Well, okay, I am almost that age bracket right now. And I am still doing it. And it's really not about the age. It's about, I can still see me working in, in any um, age bracket with that sort of mantra in mind. I am, I am attacking technique and getting you moving where you need to move safely and the way your body's made to move and cutting out misuse and overuse of joints and you know um that need will never go away so um for me i get motivated you know a lot of people say well how do you keep doing this over and over again you know i joke about this with my membership and they will they will laugh if they hear this sometimes we're in class and I'll say <laughs> the same old, same old, you know, the broken record, brace your abs, squeeze your glutes, stay in your lats, pack your shoulders. I, and then I joke and say, you know, anybody can be a trainer. All you have to do is just keep saying all those things, you know? And so the point to that is that, you know, it does sound like a broken record, but when you see a change in someone because of, a detail that you provided for them or that we, we refined one little part of a movement that took them out of knee pain or whatever the case was. Um, that's the underlying motivation for me to keep doing this. And um, it is amazing how that spreads from one person to, next, to the next. You know, in our technology world, I think we all want to be notified, noted, um, notoriety for everything that we do, you know, and when we want, you know, a hundred thousand likes or whatever the case is. But for me, it's, it's about that one person saying, Oh my God, this work. And then going and telling somebody else or saying, would you, would you work with my mom or would you look at my son's, you know, whatever. It's that kind of thing that keeps me going to the gym and, and, you know, trying to spread what knowledge I have. And it also, on that, on the flip side of that, um, it, this, this need to, to work things better, whether it's quality of movement or, or programming or whatever, uh, it also it fuels my fire to continue my education. So, you know, there are a lot of people who own gyms or own businesses in general, right? Um, who, who, they're the head honcho. Well, I believe that when you're a part of something bigger than yourself, um, you, you step up to a higher level because you're probably, if you're reaching out to the right higher thing, um, you're probably surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you and know more than you. And that's yeah. what I've done. 
that's that's where my growth continues and when my growth continues then i can pass that on to my membership or new new clients you know whatever the case is so for me it's working both ends of the spectrum i i can be my little head honcho over here with rapid results fitness but i'm a better coach and a better instructor when i've got this higher thing that holds me accountable where i'm continuing to learn and learn and learn and um you know strong first for me is has done that and i also you know this is the beautiful thing about technology i've been able to network with people like yourself it's not just about being a part of a higher organization within your you know gym industry it's it's reaching out across industries like physical therapy like chiropractic like the medical world you know i've branched out into those realms and have, have um learned a lot from what they've seen and done and some of the systems that you know you all use in place and i think when we communicate and bring each other together in each other's worlds we're now serving the community a lot better yeah, and taking a lot of maybe I'll use the word boldly misery out of someone's life because they were getting two different answers from two different, you know, no offense to the medical world, but the medical world, if you've, if here's the person in the gym, they get injured, they do the right thing, go see the doctor. The doctor says, yeah, you should probably stop working out. Just give it a rest. Yeah, that drives me crazy. And, you know, to defense of the medical world, well, what else are they going to say? <laughs> Go back in the gym. No. You know, so they get that answer, and then they're like, oh, okay, I screwed, I screwed myself up. I shouldn't go back to that gym. Maybe something, I don't know, you know. Yeah. So I think that we're, you know, we're all seeing a more whole, holistic approach of, our bodies and, and how how many different things can make a positive difference in your body. It's not just one way. I have a saying that if it, there was just one way, we'd all be doing the same way, right? Yeah. But having physical therapy, having some chiropractic, having, you know, whether, whether it's a massage or, you know, stretch therapy or whatever the case may be. I think there's a lot um, that we're doing right now in the last several years where we're talking to one another as professionals and helping each other help the individual, however that is. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think you hit the nail on the head in, in one, like you just said so many awesome things, like like <laughs> I kept all of it, you know, but, but men, like, like guys, go back and listen to that little bit she just said, and uh, there's so many gems there. <laughs> um and uh one you know with uh you know the the kettlebell like like those who haven't done much kettlebell training um guys the kettlebell is awesome and mm -hmm. uh like like uh betsy hit on it like like movement uh we, we have these different languages and and these different you know you have like yoga you have kettlebell training you've got powerlifting you've got uh pilates you you've got um olympic weightlifting like, like we have all these different languages uh but at that same time it's like movement is still human movement and, and, and no one owns any of it it's mm -hmm, just exactly. all, it, it's just it's just like we you know we you and i we go to someone over in china and we call a chair a chair and they use something else and uh we're saying different things but we're or we're verbally we're saying two different things but conceptually we're speaking the same uh same about about the same thing and right. like the move is the same way and uh with um you know uh at this point like uh we've kind of you know between physical therapists and coaches and trainers and medical doctors and chiropractors like we all tend to fight with each other and and, and we tend to get in these stupid arguments um <laughs> and we tend to like yell at each other and <laughs> but uh but just like bessie said it's it's like the big thing is that one like we all work together because mm -hmm. because we are all 
so connected and and people like like we're we're in this to help others and if all you do is like shout out at the other person and uh tell them that you know they're wrong all the time um versus like saying oh they're saying that let me kind of like back up and let me go learn from that person um and and see how we can integrate our knowledge so we can best help the people working with us um mm -hmm. and uh and i know i know betsy like like uh, you you may have heard it but but like you probably see a lot of like chiropractors and physical therapists like screaming at each other <laughs> um, yes you know. i can only imagine i mean you know and to that degree i mean you you guys have put in a lot of time and um resources in your education and you know i think we all have a story to tell about you know how you've dealt with your patients from one patient to another and um and your life experiences with that professionally and how you you know you you may have truly saved a life or the quality of life for someone based on your expertise so you know i'm sure that within that realm you know there's some what's the word i'm looking for um some tried and true you know mindsets that that no other medical professional is going to change your mind about and so i, I think that's where the the clash can come in because because we all have a, a I think we all have an experience to to tell where where we've said something to someone or train or you know in my mind train someone or fix someone's form and and what we said was the right answer for them at the time and so you I can see we're clashing you know I, and I clash with other gym owners too I yeah I, you know I I would be lying if I said oh yeah we all get along great i mean not that we don't get along it's just what they ha hold as their high standard or what's important to them is not the same as what i hold um, yeah and maybe that's maybe that's a better way to look at it too on my end is that what they what what their priority is in their gym is not my necessarily my priority in my gym and, and that's why we might clash which is which is the beauty about, uh, you know, like kind of like tying it back into like why you started your, your business and, and your gym is because you, you, you have your own personal why and, this own personal mm -hmm. why. and you say like, uh, you know, like through all the education that I've done and through all the education that I continue to, to do, like, like this is how I believe people should be helped. And, uh, and, uh, that's, that's that's what you're doing it's awesome well and you know th th i think too um i think we all mean well in our industries whether we're a physical therapist or um or a trainer like myself um for me when i got the gym when i opened the gym it gave me a chance to really see and know and be able to have a conversation with each individual about what really is going on with their bodies. Now that might be sound like way too much information or way too much um, knowledge to, to, to be responsible for with each individual, but that's where the change comes. Because if we're not cookie cutter, if we were, <laughs> we'd all be in phenomenal shape, right? There would be that, yeah. like I said earlier, there'd be that one program or that one, you know, here's your movement warm up or you know here's your physical therapy for the day and everybody do it and you're going to be awesome yeah so we're not all made of the same mold and we all have different life experiences that have led us to you know asymmetries in the body or or chronic injury or you know whatever so for me when i opened the gym it, it gave me another missing link that I didn't know I was asking for and what it was. And, I, and I'm not dissing the, the um, box gym setting when I say this, but I will, I will say that as a group instructor, which I was, you don't know, you do not know 
the circumstances of each individual that comes into that group fitness class. You just turn the music on, you put your headset on and you do your thing. The only way you're going to know if someone has an injury like that or a, a problem or is if you have the one-on-one -on -one conversation with that person before class, mm -hmm. right? And I, I beg to, I throw it out there to the world. If you're listening to this, who, who's been having that conversation in a group setting in a box gym daily, every, every class time before class, after class. Well, in a small gym setting, we do, we do that. I know from one day to the next, what's going on with each individual that comes into my class. And that's what I didn't realize I was looking for because in a, in a regular group setting. So here was a, here's an example of my regular group setting in a gym. I'd have, I don't know, 23, 25 people in class, right? For an hour, headset on music. Um, and it was go time from 9.30 AM to 10.30 AM go time, right? If I stopped my class to go fix form, the whole class would stop moving. <laughs> yeah. That's what group fitness was. It was like, let's go. Okay. Where's the quality of movement in that? Yeah. Was you this cannot tell me it. Now I'm getting on a soapbox. God, I'm going to have hate mail coming at me. No, you no, no. Tell me that you are watching form as an instructor when you're doing it now i'm not saying you can't do it with them i think that you can learn a lot from watching other people's form so that's i'll come back to that but if you if you've got your back to them and you're looking in a mirror and you're shouting out the cues and the whatevers you're not you can't tell me that you're you're we're, we're just taking a lucky chance that everyone's going to be okay at the end of the class and that, yeah. and that every time they show up, they're going to keep doing the, the squat right or the, you know, whatever right. And I can yeah. guarantee you it was not happening. It was not happening enough to those 23 or 25 people. There were three, I'm just making that number up, who really knew how to squat well. And they were never injuring their knees. But the other 20, who knows? And then when they didn't show up for class, did I, did I try to find them and go, Hey, you didn't come back to class on Wednesday. It was just like, Hmm, I guess they had something better to do. No, maybe they were injured. Yeah. That's not good. So when I opened the gym, I was like, Whoa, this is a so much better, so much better situation. And I will say that in the last 12 years, I think more gyms are getting better at this. Okay, so I am not trying to throw any gym setting under the bus. I think we're, we are getting better. I think there are better instructors out there who are going the extra mile, if you want to call it that. I actually think it should be standard. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're getting to know each person that comes in their class and taking responsibility for what happens in that class with them. Whether it's a small group class, a large group, one-on-one, -on -one, you know, it doesn't matter. But um, for me, that was sort of a puzzle piece that I didn't know I was getting that aggravated about until I, until I had it. And I was like, yeah. oh, that's what I was getting frustrated about. Because I loved my gym setting and I loved the people I trained. I just couldn't, I couldn't fix form fast enough. It just drove me crazy. Yeah. And, uh, and I didn't feel like I was being my best with them. Yeah. And I felt like I was just settling for, and, and the other thing too, that was happening was people were waiting outside the, the classroom doors for, for me to um, show them stuff, you know, show them how to use the equipment, show them how to do a better lunge or, you know, whatever. And I, and, I, and that's when I was like, wait a minute, what is going on here? We are not doing yeah. our diligence here as instructors. So anyway, I've, I've been very, Coaching them are, no, both of them, what you just mentioned, like coaching, like, like making sure that people are actually uh, instructed on what they're doing. And then mm -hmm. like, like coaching isn't like a, like a one-time thing. It's a no. an evolution uh, over time. And yes. uh, family is like, you know, it's, 
we are group animals, right? right? We are, we, we're pack animals and having a family around you to uh, really not only help you through the challenges that you're going through, but like to have people just to form, you know, close bonds with is mm-hmm. crucial. And, and, and that sounds like something you're doing extremely well with and, and something that's very, very important to you. So yeah, yeah for sure. So in, in the COVID-19 right now, um, what are, what are some ways that you're, uh, we know we can't go to the gym and, uh, but, uh, what are, what are some ways that you are, uh, making the lives of your members better and then also working to connect them and coach them, um, through the, uh, quarantine process? Well, I think first, first thing that I did, um, in my mindset was I've got to, I've got to keep us connected. We've got, you know, we've got to be connected. Um, I did not know how this was going to play out. I did not realize really the severity of um, how this was going to play out from week to week in terms of stay at home, now stay at home and, you know, if you go out, wear a mask and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So the first thing I did was uh, loan out all my bells. Nice. I just said, um, okay, here's what's going to happen. If you want a bell, come get it. Um, if you need a band, come get it. If you need more than one. So there's several, I mean, I've got a, well, I don't have it down here with me, but I've got a, a notepad of, you know, Joe, Joe Smith, 18 kg. And then he wanted a 12 kg because the 18 was too heavy. <laughs> you know, whatever the case was. <laughs> I was like, okay, meet at the gym again. So, um, so here's the thing. This sounds so touchy-feely, but it really, I I get teary-eyed. So one of the things that makes my gym or any gym or any trainer life or any doctor or physical therapist or whoever, when you have the trust value between you and the patient or you and the um, member or the student or whatever you call that person that you're, you're working with, when you have a trust there, um, really good things happen. So for me in a bad situation where I was forced to close the gym and listen, I didn't even get the message on Friday, March 20th. We were, that was the date that we were supposed to close our gym. One of the members called me and said, are we having class at 8am today? And I said, yeah, as usual. And she said, well, you know, they put a notice out that the gym is closing at five o'clock today. And I said, I I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, I got to move fast. So I I come back to that day because I remember in my head going, okay, I don't like this. I don't like where this is going at all. I'm extremely nervous. And I was, and I had to trust my members. I, you know, they have to trust me. Now I have to trust them. I'm like, all right, guys, here's what's going down. I'm giving you my equipment. Take whatever you need. We're going to do this together. You, I don't want you to stop. Please don't stop. That's awesome. And I basically just over-delivered. In, yeah, I say over-delivered. I had to make some huge changes with the instructors teaching Mm -hmm. because they had their own full-time jobs too. So I had to trust that the membership would trust whatever I laid out would work for them. Yeah. And I basically decided to teach all the zoom classes daily. So I don't normally, for example, I don't normally hold um, class on Sundays unless it's a, you know, like a, a workshop type thing or, you know, something like where you're coming in and doing something um, for our members. And so the trust factor was that they were going to take all these bills. They were going to take the equipment. Um, you know, someone said, well, do you need my credit card? I'm like, no, just take the bills. Just take them and take good care of them. These are your babies. These are my babies. And I am giving them to you. Do not leave them out in the rain where they will rust. Do not let them roll around in the back of your car where they will beat your car to smithereens. You have yeah. to buckle them in their seatbelt. 
Um, but all kidding aside, they, um, they trusted me. They show up on these Zoom calls. And I basically over-delivered, meaning I send them the recording. I send them the class design the night before. I video um, some of the movement patterns they've never done and send that out as a snippet. We also include a mobility um, you know, warm up for them to work on, you know, outside of this. We, you know, bring your, um, in, your elements into the fold and, and they can get that for free. I mean, there's been so many opportunities, I believe, for them to stay even more connected. And weirdly, it feels like it. The, the weirdest thing I think about this whole Zoom thing is that my, um, interaction with them on this zoom is so focused like there's yeah. no distraction so i'm actually probably giving them better programming better instruction on their movement patterns based on what i can see now if their camera is yeah. like this you know and I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm like hello i can't see that you know but but typically it is a really great one-on-one -on -one you know, or I guess all in focused experience. And, um, and so for me, it's the trust value that, that they trust me and I trust them in this, in this unknown. And I can't tell you how gracious really some, I say some of the membership. And I don't mean that, that the other people don't care or anything. It's just, you know, you've got people that just step up and they over deliver too. And, and they've done that um, from a monetary standpoint, just to kind of help ease the crunch of, you know, being a gym owner. And because um, it, because it is real. I mean, the self-employed situation, as you know, is, is real. And um, it, it, I mean, I don't want to get on a soapbox about the financial aspect of it, but I, I don't see yet that being a helpful scenario, even though I've done all the, the steps, you know, government wise. Um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. But from that standpoint, the membership has just been um, very trusting in this process. And I think that's one of the best things you can hope for in times like this is that, you know, they're, they're staying loyal to, um, well, right down to reading the emails, right? So in an email distribution list, I can see who reads the emails and who doesn't, right? Um, there are people out there. Here's the thing. Just when you think nobody is watching or nobody is responding to what you're putting out there, there are people out there watching and they're reading. And they may need to stay incognito for something that has nothing to do with us, right? Um, so, for example, there are people... I know that are not in my membership right now that are reading my my emails and reading my workouts and maybe doing them. Yeah. And yeah, maybe they're not paying me, but you know what? This is where I get back to that whole idea of give, 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 keep giving. Yes. And you, you just don't know how magnet magnificent it could pay off for someone. It might not be in your pocketbook or yet or at all. But it's just a higher purpose, and um, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. I don't, I don't know. We'll Absolutely. see. Betsy, that's awesome. That you know, you you are you're so so right with that. Like, uh, like like you didn't you didn't go into your business. I didn't go into my business to make money, and uh, we went in to essentially help others and and mm -hmm. like help improve their lives and uh, better better themselves and um. Uh, yes, the financial aspect is definitely real for for everybody out there, right? But 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 like your 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 major driver is you know like how how much can I give away for free? Yeah, like so like so can help others, uh, which right. is amazing. Um, and I I uh, really uh, connect with that on many many different levels. Um, yeah. so, and it's uh, taken me a while. It's I mean honestly, it's taken me a while to get there. I. I I'm not saying go out and give everything for free, but you can't, let me put it to you this way. You can't get upset if someone is, is not paying you for something that you've, you've put out there because you just, 
You just don't know their circumstances. I think that's the thing that I, I feel like if, if somebody values what I'm giving them, they're going to pay me. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not, if they can, they can, if they, if they, if they can't, they can't, you know? And, um, and I guess right now with everything going on, I'm, I'm like, aren't we stressed out enough? I can't, I can't worry about that. Yeah. I have to keep doing what I know is right. And that's yeah. Do. Absolutely. And, and like, you know, trust is one of those things that takes people think trust is built overnight. But I mean, if uh, like you've been building trust with your members for over a decade now and, and like uh, that's that that's what it takes. Right. It yeah. is like, um, you know, to show up every single day and uh, show people that you actually care about them and you actually care about their story. You care about their future. You care about their past. And uh, that you want to do the best for them. And, um, you know, that's, that's something special that uh, I feel like more, more people need to have, right? It's oh, yeah. just, you know, that, 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 that mindset. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think really good things come from it. I think also, too, you get creative. You, 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 you know, you get out of your, I mean, I'm the first to say I can be lazy at times, you know, with putting out content or, you know. Um, thinking through something before I write a program, you know, because if, if after you've been doing things for a long time, you're like, well, it comes easy. I'll just do this or I'll do that. So, you know, sometimes when you're in that giving mood, you, you get more creative. You yeah. start to maybe, maybe you think about other people in, in light of what you're about to say or show you're like, Oh yeah, that one guy, he needs this. So let me, let me make a, let me make a quick post about that. Yeah, because if he's not the if he's not the only one needing that, which I know he's not, that could help two more people today. Absolutely. You know, so it's just you know it's kind of stuff like that, and I I really do feel like once you've given someone um, something that's helpful and useful to them, you're not forgotten. Yeah. It'll come back to you, you know. Um, so anyway, that's kind of where I've been right now. And it, I'll tell you what, if nothing else, it just puts me in a better mood. I don't feel, um, frustrated and scared like I was on Friday, March 20th yeah. when I didn't know what the plan was. And I yeah. went into high gear, just like so many business owners did. Um, and gosh, you know, here we are 30 days later. <laughs> yeah. It's well, really, isn't it 30 days to the T? I'm not sure. Yes, yeah, it yeah. is. Oh my yeah. God. Great yeah. podcast date. <laughs> yeah. Ah, okay. You so are, here we are 30 days, maybe 30 yeah. days more to go. Mm. Yeah. Hey, hey, hopefully it gets over faster than that. We'll, uh, I know. Listen, we got to have a big party. Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying to think about what's the, I mean, not that all this was so bad. Like I said, you said it earlier, there's been a lot of great things coming out of this, staying at home. Um, really? I mean, I got to tell you, I, I like this whole thing. I mean, I, I could do some of this on a regular basis for our yeah. gym. I mean, I'm probably still going to have virtual classes. That's awesome. Because it's uh, because here's what I'm thinking, and, and maybe people can share, you know, see if this works for them. I'm sitting here thinking, look, I don't really want to go to a class on the schedule at the gym at 8 p.m. But if you told me that's the only way you could train, I could do a virtual class with you at 8 p.m. from my basement here yeah. with no problem. Yeah. No skin off my back. And, you know, I'd never thought about doing that. I do online training, but I, I don't do it as as regular and as, you know, one, two, three is that, right? So now I'm like, there's no reason not to do that. And I just awesome. worked with a guy from the UK on Friday, you know, five hour difference. And he's like, can, you, can you train me? I'm like, yep. I yeah. Can. That's, you know, you know, that's, that's real, really cool. And, and like, uh, I know with me, um, I'm still seeing people in my office, uh, but I'm also doing a lot of virtual. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm do, doing like you know the video assessments and uh, not only for like local people but like uh, in, in the past week I've worked with or sorry in the um, from if we fast forward till tomorrow 
all the way through that time last week. I've worked with people in Georgia, uh, the Charlotte area, and Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like, like I mean, I mean, I've, I've worked with other people besides that, but uh, that's like, I mean, it, it's so easy just to connect on Zoom right. and get people what they need. Yeah. So, so like, whenever we get back to doing uh, normal life and the gym opens back up, uh, Bessie, how how can people find you, and and, and uh, how can how can people get in, get in touch with you? Um, the easiest place is um, probably to visit the website um, because there's a lot of good information up, out there. Um, I've updated the website, so I'm really excited about how well I'm utilizing it right now. Um, so it's rapidresultsfitness.net. So N-E-T, rapidresultsfitness.net. Or if someone prefers email, rapidresultsfitness at gmail.com. So just remember Rapid Results Fitness. And um, you can also go on social media and um, either go under my name, Betsy Colley, or Rapid Results Fitness. I'll, I'll pop up both there. Um, and I'm very quick to answer email. I'm very quick um, to respond on social media. So um, either way is fine with me. And I'm happy to, um, if I can't help that person, I will help point you in the right direction. Um, but I, I think that there's a wealth of, um, opportunity to help people now through technology. And so right now, while the gym is not live in person, I'm so, so happy to have an opportunity to work with anybody if, if they're willing to check me out. Um, I'll, I'll say this too. Yesterday I did, um, so in our gym, to take classes, I, if you've never done kettlebell work, I ask you to come to what we call a jumpstart class. And it's just an hour, it's about an hour and 15 minute class where we go through the six basic movements of kettlebell work, um, just to familiarize the person with it and some of the cues and get a chance to see how we teach, you know, how we interact in the gym and everything. And um, so that has always been a mainstay since day one. That's how I, get potential clients in the gym, right? Well, with that piece being gone these last 30 days, I was like, gosh, this is not good. And I thought, well, why can't I do my jumpstart classes virtually? So that's also up on the website. So if someone said, gosh, I don't know a thing about kettlebell work, um, sign up for a virtual jumpstart class. There's a specific you know, um, item for that. And you can choose either Saturday or Sunday. And that's when I do the jumpstart classes. So I had one yesterday with a girl from Asheville and um, it went really, really well. Um, so that's just another way that someone can connect with me. Um, and then also right now too, if someone already knows some kettlebell work and they just wanna dive into classes, there's a separate item for that on the website. They can jump into the um, schedule, they can, they can see the schedule and they can pick whatever class they wanna to come to, buy that class for 20 bucks and join us. Um, and then there are also a, a lot of other opportunities virtually that they can do. I've got, you know, how I said at the beginning of the year, I was all planned out and I had all this stuff going on. I was so excited, I was getting, you know, making lists and checking them off. Yeah. Um, so I had all these workshops planned, little ones like, you know, here's how to do a clean and jerk. Here's how to do, you know, um, bent press, whatever. Um, so I had to go online and turn all that into virtual. So that's, if you go to the website, you'll see those opportunities there. You know, uh, um, that's, you know, that's, that's a great way to wrap it up. And, uh, um, you know, it makes me think of a, uh, an old quote, I think it was Mike Tyson, like, everyone has a plan until someone punches you in the face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so right. like, yeah, so, uh, uh, well, we all got punched in the face, and it sounds like you're uh, fighting through the rounds um, pretty awesomely. And, and, and Bessie, I'm going to link all that in the show notes, and guys. Okay, uh, great, thank you. Um, so look in, the, look in the show notes for all that info. Um, if you're around the area and you're looking, so in the Durham, Chapel Hill, Hillsboro, um, 
regions area. Uh, her gym is super easy to, easy to find uh, from all different angles. Uh, right off 40, right off 15501. Um, uh, so, guys, if you're looking for a good place, go go ahead and uh, give her a shout. And, uh, you know, you'll definitely love it over there. Um, but, guys, thank you so much for listening today. Uh, Betsy, it was amazing having you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you for having me. It's yeah, really, yeah. it's it's a nice, um, nice way to share my passion with you. And, um, and I certainly like our professional connection, helping our, our students and our, uh, your patients when we can cross and connect together. Yeah, so. absolutely. And, and Betsy, like I, I could have been, like, we could have talked, I think for like two, two or three, <laughs> like, yes. like, like there's, there's so much that I've, you know, like, like so many things that you said that I was like, oh man, I really wish I could run with that right now. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know well, well, look, look, we got nothing but time. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, oh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll definitely, uh, you know, chat again. Sounds good. So, uh, awesome, Bessie. Uh, thank you guys. Uh, I'm, this is Dr. Tansini at Ground Overhead PT, and I will see you next time. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Okay, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you found the content useful, and I hope it helps you avoid an unneeded surgery uh, or an unneeded injection in the future. Now, in practice, my goal is to save 1 million active individuals from the unneeded surgeries, injections, and pain meds that they don't need while helping them stay active and performing the activities that they love to do. Now, guys, I cannot reach that many people all by myself. I really need your help. So if you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your friends, with your families, or with anyone who you feel really needs to hear it. By doing so, you may just save that person from an unneeded surgery or injection that they really do not need. If you're not following me yet on social media, find me on Instagram at drtank underscore dpt and on Facebook at ground to overhead physical therapy. Thanks for listening to the show today, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it and I look forward to Seeing you guys here again next time on the Move With Tank podcast.